0: How wise?"
1: to episode 17 of the Healthwise Report. This is Thomas Coyier speaking.
0: And this is Sarah King. Welcome to the show.
1: I think I'm going to pick up on some topics we hit on last time. In passing, I'm going to mention that um, our shrink friends that we talked about at the last on our last episode, the psychiatrists who were playing the...
0: Commenting psych- on our site. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: the, the psychological games to try to shut us up and belittle us and you know, so forth, uh-huh. they've disappeared. Uh, where'd they go, Sarah? I mean, it was like, where, where, where'd they go? Our boys, they're, they're gone now.
0: Yeah, they just, like, disappeared instantly after we...
1: After we acknowledged that we, we knew the game they were playing? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get, like, you know, 20 comments a day from these guys. <laughs> you know, 20 anonymous random comments from, quote, different people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to know they listen in, <laughs> listen to the show. I guess it's really popular, huh? I guess. Yes, <laughs> it is. I was thinking that um, maybe we should talk about iron. You know, start off, we we mentioned iron last time, why it's equally important to eat beef, you know, due to iron and other things that you just, like, don't can get. Can't get anywhere else? That, practically. Yeah. You can get iron from grapes, and uh, subsequently, I'm not sure, does it pass on to wine? Do you know? Uh, Yeah. It does? It passes? Okay. There you go. passes on to wine, too. There are other sources, but they're just not like beef is. But we were talking about why iron is important. Particularly, as we said last time, iron is important in the diets of young children. Well, pretty much any children, you know, up until adulthood. It's very important. And it's also extremely important for women of childbearing age. You you remember talking about that, Sarah? Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the real kicker. If you're a male, an adult, if you're a grown man, you don't need much iron. You see, women and children need lots of iron. Um, children are growing, and lots of things are happening in their bodies, and just, it's just that simple, they need lots of iron. Women, well, they, they go through their cycle every month. Because of their uh, female cycle, they lose a certain amount of iron every month, and they need some. And a lot of women will have really bad periods if, if they don't have enough iron in them. So it's it's really good to have beef beforehand or during a, a period, especially if you're one of these women who have really bad ones. Um like for instance, if you happen to suffer from endometriosis, you almost certainly need more iron in your body because you're constantly losing it from the blood loss. For other people, especially like men, grown men, there is no iron loss. You see, the human body needs a lot of nutrients, you know, that that's a given, and we're, we're constantly replenishing nutrients through our foods but iron is sort of in a unique category Okay, if you're not losing blood you never lose iron the body never flushes iron out it's recycled Mm -hmm. and for men a lot of times they'll have excess iron this is one of the reasons why Older men have so many of the health problems, and particularly heart problems, heart disease. Well,
0: Linus Pauling said that he believed that the excess iron that was building up in men was the reason that women live for so much longer than men.
1: That is one of the main reasons. He was right. And for those of you who don't know, Linus Pauling was a... Was it Pauling or Paulings? Pauling. Pauling. Okay. Sorry, I can't believe I missed that. My brain is a little out tonight. But he was one of the greats of of the health community if you're if you're looking up hard heavy duty hardcore research about health issues particularly any that have to do with vitamins or nutrients and i'm talking about real research i'm not talking about going to your med school or looking up at the mayo clinic i'm talking about real health research the kind that you know you have to dig for yourself it's kind of like it's kind of like if you let your schooling interfere with your education You'll never get one, okay? That's why if you mention him to a doctor, a lot Pauling, they'll they'll give you that deer in the headlights look. Never ever, even though the guy won the Nobel Prize, then he's won like several yes. in medicine. But yet they don't know about this guy. Anyway, if any of you ever do any research or want to look him up, he's very he's good. He's important. We've used his work time and time again. Yeah, is one of the real pioneers in health and medicine. But I'm I'm getting kind of getting off topic here with the uh, iron thing. Do you have any more to say about that, Sarah, other than it is an issue with me and the build-up?
0: Well, um, you mentioned grape products as a source of iron, but perhaps more importantly, we should mention them as a source of resveratrol, which mm-hmm. can actually pull iron out of the body. I know that Linus, who we just mentioned popularized the idea of muscadine grapes because they contain such high levels mm-hmm. of it. And um, it's one of the very few things that can pull iron out of the body without, like, you know, yeah. an actual uh, giving blood.
1: Yeah, he's, he's the one who pioneered that. You know, everybody knows about that now. You mm-hmm. know, the, the grape, the red wine, the Reservatol. But um, everybody knows about this stuff, and yet they don't know about Linus Pauling. And, and the reason people don't know about him is because he uh, showed that you could cure cancer with vitamin C. So he's on the naughty list. Yeah. The entire establishment has censored him out. It's like he never existed now. Mm-hmm. That's happened to quite a few of the pioneers in oh, the past. Oh, yeah, quite a pun. But if you're male, you really should, well, basically have some grapes. Either eat grapes, get grape juice, red wine, or, or even go to a supplement store to get the Reservatol extract in pill form. If you're male, you probably have an iron buildup in your body. That's going to hurt you. Yep. That's going to damage your heart and arteries. And, and I don't even remember. It's been so long since we've done the research.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: last time we were sort of like pro iron the, on the show. Yeah. You know, but if you're a grown man, you don't need iron. Yeah. Not much, at least. You know, an occasional steak or some grape juice occasionally, you'll get plenty. Yeah. Of course, the great thing about grapes is not only do they provide iron, but then they provide the chemical compound to, that the body uses to remove excess iron as well. Yeah, that's perfect. So grape juice is something to be definitely recommended for men. hmm Would you like to move on, Sarah?
0: Sure, let's move on. What's next? In recent news, um, China is getting into uh, manufacturing vaccines now.
1: Well, isn't that an outstanding idea, Sarah? Vaccines from China, I mean, you can't beat that.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like mm-hmm. they take over so much in our economy. You know, everyone has a house that's like, you know, three quarters filled with, with things that are made in China now. A well, lot.
1: I mean, you, you couldn't find a more trustworthy country to, yeah. you know, make your stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, I mean, after, you know, the melamine scandal and the uh, lunch boxes that were coated in lead, let's see, the, the toothpaste that contained uh, antifreeze, anti-freeze.
1: anti-freeze. Yep. the children's products that contain the, quote, metal specs. Isn't that one of them, too? Yep. Uh-huh. The uh, toxic plastics that the products are made in. You know, it's not enough to have the products to be, you know, poisonous on their own, but they need to be shipped and packed in plastics that emit poisons, too. Yeah. That way you're double dipping. hmm uh-huh. And the Chinese have moved on from lead, though. For those of you who haven't been paid attention, you see there's been a lot of heat they've taken over shipping lead products, particularly toys coated in lead or lead paint. So, what are they doing? They're reducing the lead, and now they're coating this, the products with cadmium, which is even more poisonous.
0: Yeah, but the thing is that we don't have, like, many federal regulations as far as cadmium goes, so they can actually get in further. There's like requiring that individual stores actually come up with their own policies, like um, one of the most, like, girls' store called for, I don't remember, it's a girls' jewelry store.
1: I don't know, I, I don't go to a girls' jewelry yeah, stores. Yeah, up came up with
0: their own Policies because there just there's no like federal guidelines on it.
1: Mm-hmm. You see, there's nobody's looking for cadmium. Yeah. Well would you even find a test for that? Mm-hmm. I mean, could you go to your hardware store and get a cadmium test? Hardly. You, you can't. You get a lead test because they've been doing this long enough now that you know uh-huh. stores. Some stores have lead tests for concerned parents and others.
0: Yeah. Now another issue that a lot of people won't know about is that plates in the households are a problem because of China too. See, we've mm-hmm. had the lead, this is from back when we were having the lead paint problems, is that a lot of the plates that are made in China are covered in a paint that contains lead.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just want to sort of warn everyone out there, we got caught in this ourselves, it happened to us way back. If you've got plates, dishes, and so forth, that are made in China, and have any decorative pattern at all on them, paint or what have you, Throw them out. Seriously, just throw them out. There is no point in wasting your time and money going to the hardware store, finding a lead kit, taking it home, running through the tests that you need to test. Because I'm going to tell you what the result will be. You should already know. It is going to have lead. You cannot find plates and dishes from China. They're painted on with decorative patterns. They're lead free.
0: Thomas, there's acceptable levels. Except,
1: you know? Yeah, there's the so-called acceptable levels that the FDA uses, you know, when they're trying to run, you know, um, what is it, damage control for these yeah. companies. and you know, Well,
0: yeah, I remember they eventually came up with the um, acceptable level of melamine after a while. Melamine.
1: We mentioned that on a show. This was in baby formula, by the way. We're not talking about, you know, in the vodka or some other fringe product that... You know, only certain people use who don't care about their health anyway. We're talking baby formula melamine was in. And what makes it so insidious is that the damage isn't immediate. You see, you give a kid melamine and everything seems fine. There are no symptoms and nobody knows the difference. But in three to four years later, they start suffering with kidney and liver failure. And guess what? At that point, they're not taking formula and nobody has any clue what happened. Yep. it's, It's over with. And you know, some of the people out there may know kids like this. That, hey, he's he's three. He's nothing's been done to him, and suddenly he's got liver failure. Yeah. And nobody thinks back that well. That was the formula from China, you know, four years ago.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, China's where most of this factory farmed fish is coming from.
1: Oh my God! I mean, you can't
0: yeah. even have like you know the the fish even in this country. It's all coming from over there.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The, the factory farmed fish is the worst for so many reasons too. And, um, you know, I know everybody out there probably eats fish at some point, unless we, you know, have some vegan cult members listening. But, for the most part, people eat fish. And you have to watch out for the factory farm fish, especially if it's from China. People think of fish as being a healthy food, and it's supposed to be, it should be. But when it's factory-farmed, it isn't. You know, one of the reasons why fish is so healthy is because fish generally contains a lot of omega-3 oils. Mm-hmm. That used to be the main source. Now people supplement with flaxseed oil and other things. But, you know, that's one of the things that made seafood such a great food. It's, it's why seafood became known, or fish, became known as brain food. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase. You're from, you know, England. But in this country, fish yeah. is sometimes referred to as brain food. Because it's been shown that people who eat more fish are smarter. And kids who eat fish before a test usually perform better on their tests. Well, of course they do. It's got omega-3. It, it really It really is brain food. Yeah. Well, the, the factory farmed fish doesn't contain much omega 3. It tends to contain higher doses of omega 6, which throws the balance off even worse. It's like you're better off just not even eating the fish in the first place. Because which is of
0: that. really sad. I mean, really.
1: Yeah. You might as well just eat the Doritos. I mean, if you're going to eat the fish, it's factory farmed. <laughs> Seriously. So uh, the, the main thing that really helps you with fish is gone, and it's, it's nutritionally depleted. Because, you see, fish out in the wild, they eat wild plants, and they eat other fish. Big fish eat the little fish, you know, (laughs) and so forth. It's not like that in the factory farm. They go to the pet store or their other whatever company. and
0: they fed GMO corn, I mean.
1: GMO corn, yeah. Just, and, you know, whether you people realize this or not, GMO corn, or just corn in general, is not a native food for fish. You know, it doesn't even have much nutritional content for us humans, but for fish, yeah. it's, it's totally useless.
0: Unnatural, it's just it's crazy. So
1: what happens the fish get bigger and fatter because they're, they're being fed such a poor diet. You know, It's like these starving kids. You've seen pictures of them where they've got these big bloated bellies because they're eating garbage with no nutritional value to try to make up for the fact that they're hungry all the time because they're getting no nutrition. Yeah. Same with the fish. They get bigger, command a higher selling price. Everybody wins, except for us, of course. And, of course, they command a higher price because look at look, these big fish. Yeah. It's not like that. And then, then it even gets worse than that, okay? Let's just assume they're not GE fish, they've not been tampered with, because, you know, they're in the factory. You know, they're not out there swimming naturally, breeding and so forth. Well, there is no genetic diversity in these factory farms. Let me tell you what I saw one time on TV, some documentary. I can't even remember it's been so long. And I'm going to have to do a lot of tap dancing here and be careful what I say not to be too disgusting and to try to keep this as a kid, family-friendly type of show. All right? uh-huh. On this documentary, they had this box full of fish eggs. It was like the caviar box. <laughs> okay? It was disgusting. Little black eggs just filled it to the brim. I saw these guys take this big fish out. I don't know what kind he was, but he looked like a big bass or something. He took this big fish out, this big male fish, held it with his hands over the eggs, squeezed and rubbed a certain part of the fish to, quote, fertilize the eggs, and covered them. like It was like he was shooting a water gun all over the top of the eggs. And then he stuck his hands in this nasty mess and mixed all the eggs around. So all the eggs would be um, fertilized. fertilized and covered. This is a common practice. What that means is is you have these thousands and thousands of fish with the same father. That means they're all brothers and sisters. And in this group of brother, brothers and sisters during the next generation, you'll pick one of the boys out do the to do thing. the very same thing.
0: Yeah, there's no biodiversity there's no,
1: You know, you, the father is one of the brothers, and then next time the father is one of the brothers all, for all of them all over again. And, you know, I mean, you, you're talking about some sick unhealthy fish. And the problem, you know, it goes b- even beyond that. Then to keep these sickly, you, you know, if you do this to humans, you end up with diseased midget people. You know, you, you just can't have brothers and sisters in a breeding constantly. Right? Yeah. You're going to have some serious, serious problems. Of course, the fish have serious problems. So they,
0: they have to, to like feed them full of like, antibiotics? And... Yes,
1: they, they're, they're literally living in some big pharma soup of drugs. Yeah. Eating just corn. Just to keep them alive. Just to keep them alive while they try to live off of corn. GMO corn, no less. And that's assuming that the fish that are shipped to America aren't, aren't like, laced with cadmium before they get here, or lead, or whatever, melamine, you know, metal flakes. You know, there's a whole slew of typical things that they like to coat our foods and pharmaceuticals with.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, there's no telling what else is in there. You know they're not being checked. You so know they're not being checked. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Sarah.
0: Uh Uh-huh. All right, so let's move on. I remember when I was in school in, um obviously, the United Kingdom, and in the particular school that I went to, they always had wireless internet everywhere. And in the top left corner of the room would be, you know, the wireless router, whatever you want to call Hub, it.
1: Hub, switch router, whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And they had these in every single room. I think there was, like,
1: you know,
0: 50 to 100 rooms
1: in this so entire place. your entire school was wireless. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: And that's the way the whole thing was set up. Now... Um, just after I left the UK, I read a news report saying that they were going to have to switch a bunch of schools from the wireless system to a wired one. The mm. reason was that they discovered that the radiation levels in some of these high schools was much higher than standing right next to a cell phone tower. The radiation levels were just, like, massive. Like
1: that. Well, I mean, it's like, in that case, with that amount of radiation, wouldn't it, wouldn't it like, cure any cancer that any of the kids had? Yeah. I mean, you know, radiation is healthy after all. It right? is cancer, yeah. It's a cancer, cancer treatment. Cancer. Yes, it is. So, on the bright side, none of the kids probably had any progressive cancers. Right? Yeah.
0: And they were all like, everyone was kind of befuddled over, well, maybe that's why all the kids now are having trouble concentrating. It's like, go, well, f- go figure. Right? Yeah,
1: jokes aside, I imagine over there that the cancer rate started skyrocketing probably in the young way. people as a result, and in young people and school employees. Because, yeah. jokes aside, cancer, well, radiation is really bad. I mean, any way you cut it. Radiation is is unpredictable. There is no safe, good level of radiation. You know, it's it's harmful in some way. Well, one thing about these devices, and this 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 shows just the stupidity, Sarah. Yeah. Um, Most people probably won't know that unless they happen to be really geeky like me or into electronics or what have you. But when you have these devices, whether it be a switch, router, hub, whatever, let's just call it your... uh, what would it be, your... Uh,
0: Internet connection point?
1: Your connection point, that's, that's, that's it. Well, regardless of it's a switch, router, hub, it's a connection point. Okay, these wireless connection points, you know, they have different configuration options. And in a lot of them, there's an option for power. You know, how much power it needs. Yeah. Okay, for broadcasting, transmitting, you know, receiving, so forth. Well, a lot of them also have an auto option. Like auto power, you know, where it goes up and down. Yeah. You know, depending on what's needed, the interference and so forth. But what happens is, is if you have one in every room, one will start interfering with another one. And then that other one will start having signal problems from all the interference. And what will it do? It'll automatically power up higher. It'll amplify more. Well, when it amplifies more, then it starts interfering with the one in the next room. Mm-hmm. And so it starts getting flaky, losing its, its transmission, so it'll power up even more. And what you have is a blast-off of one unit trying to go higher and higher to outblast the one that's right beside it and the one beside it, and each, each and every one of them is going to auto-go up as high as it can eventually.
0: And you've got, like, imagine just, like, 50 rooms, and they're all, like, doing 50 this. 50 rooms
1: tied together with all of them blasting because they're all, the, the amplifiers are all cranked up, maxed out. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of radiation, <laughs> yeah. I can see how that would happen. The UK apparently fixed its problem, cleaned its mess up, but I would bet the same thing's happening right here and right now in American schools. Oh, that yeah. They've got these wireless connection points all over the place trying to outblast one another. To- well, I know
0: they do it in colleges because, you know, the college kids kind of want to sit at their desk with their, you know, with their laptop or whatever, and mm-hmm. they're going to want to be able to connect to the internet without a cable. It's convenient. But um, it's not safe. I mean, it's just, it's it is, really it not... when I mean, you've got, like, a massive institution like that, you know, yeah. and all these different wireless devices.
1: Well, I mean, radiation um, is, is bad, and there's, there's a lot of different sources of radiation. Even even radio radiation is bad, if you get too much of it. I mean, let's, let's face it, and so one one router switch hub connection point <laughs> might be all right, you know, nearby, but when you have 50 you know, surrounding you in a circle, you may have a problem. It does really affect your concentration. Yeah. you got all these kids at school, they're trying to dope up with ADD medications and, and so forth. Um, they're, they're missing some of the obvious things, like these blinky fluorescent lights that, you know, blast off certain frequencies and flicker at certain rates that are known to cause seizures.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, most people will think, oh, they're no big deal. I've never seen anybody have a seizure. Well, that's not really true either. You see, most seizures don't have outward symptoms.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, most seizures...
0: Don't involve the person convulsing on the floor. No,
1: no, they're not convulsing, they're not jumping around with their eyes rolled back in their head or anything like that. Most seizures are just like blank out moments where the, the brain like freezes and you need somebody to scream at you about your daydreaming or whatever to snap you out of it. This can have long-term effects. When I say long-term, I'm talking about like a day, a week, or whatever, where you you tend to be more easily confused, yeah, f- foggy brain, uh-huh. foggy brain, and so forth. You know, you've got the, the radiation, the flicker lights, and and so forth, which reminds me of the TV situation, Sarah. Yeah. What we really we should bring up. Are you you ready on that? To... Yeah. Okay. Let's hear what you had to say.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, becoming ever ever popular are these HDTV sets. Some people say they, they give you better picture. Um, I think it's arguable. It's debatable. Yeah, but yeah. one thing that is clear is that there are some health effects that can be caused by these. Mm-hmm. Now, the standard old-fashioned um, TV had a flicker rate of 60 hertz.
1: Mm-hmm. And it had two two sets of refreshes, one, at one 30 times a second, another at 30 times a second. And When you counted it all together, it came out to like 60 hertz.
0: Yeah. The newer TVs, a lot of them aren't at 60 hertz anymore. They're at 300 and even 600. Now, uh, now obscene. what you have to remember is that this is a flicker rate. That That's, it, that's essentially what yeah. this is.
1: Yeah, it's it's so fast you don't notice it. But, in effect, what you have in front of you is not just motion pictures. What you have in front of you, in addition to having a moving picture, is a strobe light that you're staring at.
0: Yeah, that's going, you know, like, th- for,
1: for instance, 300 times a second. It's so subtle and so fast... You don't consciously notice it.
0: Yeah, and, and this can cause, I mean, you'll see that all these TVs, you look in the manuals, and they have warnings now about, you know, be careful of if you've got a, a history of seizures or convulsions, speak to your doctor, it's, it's not anything to do with your doctor, it's the flicker rates on these new TVs mm-hmm. are, are flat out dangerous, and, and it's not just that either. But didn't they
1: actually have online at some of the manufacturer sites that you're on your own, that if you have seizures after using this TV, consult your doctor, but... Don't call us, Yeah, it's, it's not our fault, go it's away. It's not our fault. You see your doctor.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, the lack of responsibility.
1: Particularly with the plasmas, wasn't it?
0: The plasmas are bad pretty much all around. I think if you're going to get one of these TVs, you need to get, you know, there's LCD in this plasma.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, go for the, the LCD screen and go for ones that, that, that are out there. You can see ones that actually have
1: 60 hertz. Well, heck, there's nothing wrong with an old-fashioned one if you can find it. You yeah,
0: know? but if you're going to get one, go definitely go for the LCD and of the plasmas, are bad are terrible because they output radiation they have radiation issues they have the f- mm. the, the flicker rates
1: if you wear some special polarized glasses and a lead suit you'll be fine but I don't <laughs> think most people are going to do that
0: yeah well they're generally That's just the problem. worse TVs anyway you know they have issues with you tilting them and yeah. laying them down well, the, and-
1: it's it's a combination of this flicker rate and the fact that they just let out put out radiation I mean we used to talk about the other TVs you know and the radiation they put out yeah what people don't realize is that, in some cases, these TVs are putting out more, particularly with the plasma, right, Sarah? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not just the amount, but it's the frequency. Higher frequency radiation tends to be more dangerous than lower frequency radiation. It's like you've got what, what comes out of your TV. It doesn't compare to the high frequency radiation like, say, x-rays. I mean, you wouldn't want to stay... You know, it's one thing to watch a TV all day. It's another thing to sit and watch an x-ray machine all day. Without protection. And they are considerably more dangerous. It's why cell phones are more dangerous than regular radios, because they're operating in these really high frequency ranges now. Yeah. So these TVs will possibly risk your health just from the radiation. But even if they don't risk your health, what they're going to do is basically do the flicker thing, like a strobe light, and it will cause lots and lots of mental disturbances. Some of you people out there may have already drawn a connection here to hypnotic trance-like states and TVs that are like this.
0: Oh, yeah, it used to be used.
1: Yeah, Yeah. heck, there probably are still hypnotists which use strobe lights. They're very, very effective at inducing a trance, extremely. You know, it gives a whole new meaning to programming. (laughs) Because when you're staring at a TV that's flickering and strobing at you like that... You literally are being programmed, and if you don't believe me, I want you to just stop for a minute and, and consider what I'm saying here. How many times have you been sitting there watching television, suddenly somebody gets your attention, you know, your spouse, the phone rings, something draws your attention away from the TV, and suddenly it's two hours later, you didn't realize all the time it passed, and you can't even remember what you were just watching. Mm-hmm. If if this has happened to you and it probably has, then you know what I'm talking about here. You are being programmed.
0: Yeah, and there's something wrong
1: mm-hmm. with that. You know what it reminds me of? There was a movie out in the eighties and I recommend this movie to you folks. It's called Looker. Most most people, at least, you know, most of our friends and colleagues consider Hollywood to be sort of evil. And well, it sorta is. But Hollywood does good things too. Like, for instance, every once in a while, a movie will be produced that sort of warns the public that this is happening. You need to be aware of it. You know, because if they came right out and spelled it out to the public, the public wouldn't believe it. So it's sort of, you know, intermeshed with stories, with symbolism and so forth. Yeah. Well, one such movie was Looker, which was more, well, in your face than most. And the movie was about how there were emerging technologies in television that were designed to hypnotize the public. In fact, they really drew it out. I remember in the movie, and this is sort of off-topic, they actually had developed the looker gun. And if they fired it at you, it did this weird strobe light thing at you that would just hypnotize anyone instantly.
0: Just keep them still and, like, in you know, a yeah. trance.
1: Yeah, and, like, like the, make them helpless, you know. And they wake up ten minutes later not knowing what happens.
0: hmm In the same spot, yeah.
1: Well, it's not really so far out there. It's where the technology is progressing... And I can assure you folks out there, this is not accidental. I mean, this is what the the media companies want. This is what government wants. TV is really becoming the opium of the masses to keep them dumbed down, hypnotized, and programmed in the right way. Yeah. Just a heads up, if you're going to buy one of these these horrible new TVs that (laughs) we just hate, be sure and get an LCD.
0: It doesn't need to be any higher than 60 hertz.
1: Yeah. Yes, keep the frequency down... As low as, you know, low. Like, yeah. for instance, if it's 120, that's too much. You know, people do have problems at that frequency range. Yeah. And, of course, the hypnotic effect.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, let's go for a quick break. Sure. Please check us out and read our reports at the HealthWise Report website. You can find us on the internet at healthwise.org. Take special note that wise is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We spell it W-Y-Z-E to emphasize wisdom. We are a not-for-profit organisation, although we are not registered as a not-for-profit, non-profit or any other classification with any governmental agency. Nevertheless, we are a non-profit organisation, so we're always needing donors to help us to continue our work. Whether it be the equipment for these radio shows, our website and network infrastructure, various fees for our movie productions, and of course, the occasional video game to help us maintain our sanity through it all. If you are someone who cannot donate, or who does not wish to, you can also support us by visiting our online store. That can also be found at HealthWise.org, and again, WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We have to be careful about what claims we make about our products, including claims that can be verified, because we know of at least one governmental agency that would like to shut us down. We can tell you that in our opinion, our colloidal copper lotion has qualities that cannot be found in any other lotion sold anywhere else. So, if you have joint or skin problems of any kind, we recommend that you check out our lotion. The Healthwise Report staff also offers hosting, networking, and technical support for anyone who wants to have their own website or assistance with internet technologies. Our technical skills place us among the best of the best. Thanks for listening to this. We'll go back to the show now.
1: Okay, everyone, we're back. I'm going to lead off this time, Sarah. All right. There are people out there that think we're hard to get along with. And to be quite honest, I think we are hard to get along with, but that's not always a bad thing. We tend to think of that as a bad thing, but it's like with the word discrimination. Discrimination is a word that has a negative connotation now because when you think discrimination, you think of people being racist and, you know, hurting people of other races because they're, quote, discriminating against them, unquote. Well, the word discriminating is not a bad word. It's not a four-letter word. To discriminate means to be able to judge the good from the bad. So, you know, as in the phrase, someone has a discriminating taste. You know, that's not a bad thing. That means, you know, that they...
0: have a refined taste. They have a
1: refined taste. They don't want to deal with trash. Well, we're kind of like that. We're very discriminating, in a sense. And that's why we're hard to get along with. You may notice... That on our site, for those of you who have been by our site, which, by the way, it's healthwise.org. Yes, with
0: health dot
1: Yeah, is our site. Check it out. But for those of you who have already checked it out, you may notice that we don't have a lot of advertisers. I mean, you go over to Natural News, it looks like a freaking checkerboard, doesn't it, Sarah, mm-hmm. with the ads. It's like, where, where's the info? You know, you, you have to, like, read through the ads to try to find... It, it's ridiculous. They, actually, they pulled them off the front page, but now their stories all look like checkerboards. Yeah, and and, that's a lot of culture. And, you know, we're not just singling them out because this is fairly normal. Comparatively speaking, we have very few advertisers, and that's because we're discriminating. We're not going to allow our site to promote stuff that's going to hurt someone. That's just not going to happen. If it's not something we've tried, we believe in, or at least have reason to believe through our through our research that there's evidence that what they're selling is something valid and useful and honest. And the honesty thing is important too. I mean, we sort of do like a character check with everybody we deal with. We really do. We we go the extra mile. But if, if they don't pass all of our checks, they're not on health wise. It's that simple. We've got a new advertiser now for the the, the coffee guy, <laughs> and we, and he jumped through all kinds of hoops. But um. Anyway, if you're interested, check him out. If not, you know. Definitely. But um, we're a little bit different. We don't like to deal with most of the other so-called leaders out there in the health community. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be blunt about it. It's because they're not good people. You may think they are. Their job is to put on a good face, to make a good impression, to make to make you, their listeners and readers out there, think that they're doing good work, that they're helping fighting the good fight, so forth. You'd think half of them were the Messiah, you know, from listening to them talk about themselves. I wonder how many of them do actually have a God complex, if you listen to them. Seriously, Sarah, I mean, despite all of that, we do try to network as best we can. I mean, let, let's face it. We can do more together than we can do separated. And if we can network with other people out there, not only does it help us, but it helps them. It helps the whole community, in fact. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. We should work together. Whenever and wherever possible, the other side certainly does it. The medical schools, the insurance companies, the doctors, the pharmacists—they're all one big team. Happy family, yeah. They are one big happy family. Unlike us, we're a very schizophrenic, dysfunctional family. The health community is, okay. And heck, the time you can't even find out what is real and what isn't real. You know, we're trying to change that as best we can. You know, our motto is one of our mottos is with the credible source of alternative information because nobody else does the research and everybody else will espouse every possible fraud you can think of if there's money involved. You know, that's like the surest test of ethics that I know of. The simplest, easiest, if there's somebody out there who's a leader, a quote guru, some of them like to be called gurus. I just, it just makes me want to snap a guru. Anyway, these gurus out here if you if you look them up and you see that they'll push anything that they're paid to push, they're not a guru, they're not a teacher, they're not an expert. They're a prostitute. That's what they are. And they'll prostitute for money no matter who it is. If they'll do it for this one guy, they'll do it for another and another. And we're not for sale. At least our character is not for sale. In the case of Mike, and I want to say Mike actually inspired us a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. It was like, it was like you know... Mike is really at the forefront. Look what he's doing. It, it it's inspiring. He, he, this is great.
0: Yeah, what he well originally I mean he he had some he was doing following some great stories. He um mm-hmm. uh, seemed very ethical, I think he was.
1: He wrote well too. He was funny. Yeah. He, he was, had uh, he was very humorous. He wrote well. I mean he Mike has the makings of a great leader, or at least he had the makings of a great leader at one time. But he got all of these pagan people around him, these unchristian, earth-worshipping nuts that we've known to avoid.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in fact, we're still getting hate mail from them, aren't we? You know, we did several stories exposing what Wicca really is and how it works. and
0: Oh, yeah. And we get yeah. those like, at, least, at least a couple of days. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, they hate us. Um, and, and I'm glad. I want them to hate us because we're discriminating, and we're discriminating against them, and for darn good reason. But anyway, Mike surrounded himself with fools, which is like stage one of of somebody before they fall, you know, before they go through a fall. Then I noticed on his site that how one of his new associates around him encouraged him that wealth building is not a bad thing. Like, were any of his readers saying having wealth is a bad thing? No, nobody. But when that becomes your focus... Your goal. Your goal. And, and he came out and said it was. You know? Then you've become a prostitute. Once your primary goal There's is to make wealth money... wealth generation. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we try to make money. We do our best. And we're glad when donations or sales or whatever come in. Everybody has to earn their daily bread. Let's face the facts. But when your goal comes from helping people to wealth generation... You you really can't keep up your ethics yeah, anymore. You've fallen so far. Yeah, really. I want you to talk more about this, Sarah, because we we actually went and looked like yesterday and almost threw up over there. Anyway, let's get away from Mike for just a minute. We were trying to network, and me and Sarah were discussing who's good out there, who can we trust, who's who's squeaky clean like us. You know, <laughs> at this point, a couple of names came to mind. Mercola was a so-so. We weren't sure. But but maybe. I mean, at least Mercola made the list, and very few people can yeah. make the list with us. But above Mercola, and, and I wanted to put priority on this, was, was Gary Knoll. And Sarah was like pumped up, like, yeah, let's get Gary. You know, he's done all these documentaries and stuff. And, you know, I was like, yeah, maybe so. And then I thought, oh, my, maybe we should check him out first. Maybe maybe we should go by, look at his website, his Facebook, and everything else, and, and let's make Sure. You know, because maybe he's one of these vegan nuts or something else. Well, we looked around. We saw Facebook first. And lo and behold, at the top of his friend list was, guess who? Take a guess. Mike Adams? Mike Adams. That was like his number one friend. of course, I had to sit down with, like, chest pains at that point. I was, like, you know, getting dizzy and stuff. I was like, oh, no, here we go. What else did we find, Sarah? I think we fa- you found a good one, didn't you? Well, we looked at his book,
0: actually, and the description of his book, and how it turns out that not only does he recommend the avoidance of all meat or flesh, as a lot of vegans like to put it.
1: It's flesh, it's not meat, right? Cause yeah. It's so it's so disgusting and horrible.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But he also recommended um, soy and tofu.
1: Soy and toifu, tofu.
0: And as as much research as that man has done, there's no way that he doesn't he know, know of the dangers of
1: soy. Yeah, and that just makes the point. People have no, known about soy and soy products such as tofu for, what, 30, 40 years now? How, how bad they are? The, the only people who are telling other people to eat soy and tofu are these so-called gurus who don't give a flying flip about their, the health of their readers and listeners who are, are being politically correct teachers. you know They're more in- interested in not rocking the boat and in being politically correct. Yeah. You see, there are these whole cults out there of vegans and vegetarians. They know that they need better sources of protein because there's, like, no good source of protein. So they're still trying to say that the tofu is okay, soy is okay. They don't have a choice but to say it's okay because the only alternative is, quote, flesh right yeah that's that's all you can do to get these important nutrients so they're they're still eating soy they're still eating tofu they're they're damaging their health like crazy that's why they look like freaking ghouls with aids these most of these vegans <laughs> do they're like rotting from the inside out and <laughs> you can just look at them you don't even need to test them you know yeah. these people who you could blow down with just blow you know just blow your <laughs> they fall over <laughs> so weak um, it's like, God help them if they get a sickness, right? If they, get, they yeah. catch something.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of them keep it up for, you know, five or even ten years, and then, you know, they get cancer and then something else strikes, and then they just being so healthy, and they have this like tailing issue, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they start eating meats again. And it's because there just is no way to live without any sort of meat. meat.
1: Yeah, it, it's incredible. Well, that's the thing. You, you have these, like, cult members from the vegan and vegetarian community, who just will not listen to reason. And we take flack from them all the time. I mean, not like the Wiccans, but, you know, we, we still take quite a bit of flack from them. The simple fact is, is the research shows that you do need meat. I mean, uh, except... except just period. You the, there, meat. there
0: was one study, remember? Um, it was done by like, this vegetarian group.
1: How about that? The study was done by vegetarians. And,
0: and they tested whether or not people could live on fruits and vegetables on fruit flies.
1: Yeah, to see whether the fruit flies could survive. On, on fruit, on fruit,
0: and guess what they found? You see, the, the fruit, fruit flies did great. The uh-huh. fruit
1: flies did great living on a diet of fruit. Yeah, yeah. Does that not just sound just like them? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that that is such a so so typical. You've got people like Gary Null, who's you know swapped spit with Mike Adams, and of course promoting that to- tofu and soy is what you need to eat because you know meat like beef and chicken, and fish, well, those are bad. You know, just skip all of those and try to compensate with your omega supplements and your tofu, and see how well you do. It's utter insanity, and you know it makes us. Dis- it just it it just makes us so mad. It's disgusting because this guy is treated like he's some great guru that's going to help people with their health, what? and he's willing to to hurt his own people to try to stay politically correct because he's worried about the numbers game, the popularity. Because here's what it comes out to: the more popular you are, the more advertisers you get and the more those advertisers are willing to pay. And that's what it's about. You prostitute Gary Knoll. You you flat-out whore. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to calm down. Go ahead, Sarah.
0: Yeah, well, it's like, I can understand how there'd be some people out there who would, for the first time, decide that, you know, I'm overweight or whatever, and I'm going to start eating healthy, and then they start drinking soy milk or something. They have an excuse, but somebody who's done a lot of research, who thinks that they like, were... What, 20 leader- or
1: 30 years and done documentaries
0: somebody who thinks that they're a leader in the community. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, th- they really have no excuse. There is
1: no excuse. It's despicable. Well, Mike's doing the same thing. For health, doesn't he do the same junk with soy and crap on his website?
0: Well, I don't know w- what he says anymore. It's been a while. I know he does talk about vegetarianism, for sure.
1: He sure is schizo.
0: Yeah, um, but I mean, he has an advertiser there that, I mean, they had this big banner, okay, um, oh on God. one of the articles that says, enjoy raw foods without getting sick because I had to click like getting sick oh yeah. and what it is is because they're talking about not just raw foods but they're talking about raw meat and raw eggs and
1: yeah what, don't you like your steak raw and bleeding and raw fish I yeah. mean what's funny is is mercola used to push raw steak and raw meat <laughs> all right it was all over his website and then one day it was gone everything was gone it just all his raw stuff all, well his raw meat stuff mm-hmm. just just vanished and he stopped talking about it and he, like, seemed to disappear for a short while. And you know why he disappeared? I'll, I'll bet I know. Because Mercola was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. What do you want to bet? Yeah. With some kind of freaking pathogen. Parasite. parasite thing that, that ate his butt alive. Now there's there's no more talk about eating raw meat from Dr. Mercola. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, Mike, Mike had his green juice thing. You remember that one?
0: Yes, yes. He was um over in Ecuador, or wherever. And he was there demonstrating just how healthy things were when they were green.
1: That's that's what matters, it's the color green.
0: Generating cane juice by, you know, running um running the plant
1: brushing the it, the stems. Yes. These, um, directly stalks.
0: Through this machine that was like covered in oil and he pushes mm-hmm. it through and he gets this juice out that's like got this very slight greenish tint.
1: Well, how did he run it through without getting oil all over it, like petroleum? I mean, these grinding... It rails, would have it had was... to have actually, like,
0: been in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then he drinks this and
1: talks about how how many... He was pushing it, wasn't he? Like, he's going to sell that stuff? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and here's what's the kicker. It was like sugar water, wasn't it? it That's was what it was. It was a sugar plant. He was <laughs> drinking, like... He was drinking sugar water for uh, health. Yeah. So, you know, if any of you guys want to follow uh, Mike Adams' advice... Just fill yourself up a cup of sugar, put some water in there, and drink it up. And just see how well you do with that. You know, have your cup of that every day. Add a green dye. And see how well. We could add some chlorophyll that might actually slightly be healthy then. You know, something like that. Yeah. I'm amazed. I'm I'm just amazed. And, oh my gosh, we, we, we just can't really find anybody to work with. We'd like to network, but we... Well, it can
0: Well, Mike's got one advertiser now that look, says... The mushrooms, uh, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. If you just eat these mushrooms, it'll cure your cancer. Oh, gosh. Um, and it's so sleazy. Just listen to it. It's Well, look, I'm not even going to talk about it. Just, folks, go over to Natural News and listen to his mushroom <laughs> advertiser. What, what was it called? The the little button?
0: Oh, well, on there it just I mean, says, The Secret of People Who Don't Get Cancer. Yeah, it has, like, this. look for lactose. that,
1: and then if you go it plays like a wave file in the background of the web page with music no 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 just was it was a music or was it just narration? no it's
0: just this guy narrating about the the, the one secret of the people who it's, don't get cancer you yeah, they found
1: the secret didn't they you know even though uh, cancer can be cured but uh you know instead of dealing with the known cures that you know people in our movement tend to know about um it's it's eat mushrooms expensive mushrooms from overseas yeah and and he's fine with that because you know he's he's generating wealth sarah that that's what's important he's generating wealth yeah it's disgusting sorry let me let's move on Mm where i I, you know this is a negative topic and and i just want to i don't know i'm I'm glad we mentioned it we we really it it feels like we're alone sometimes doesn't it that we're just um nobody else that, that all the other gurus uh, and we're not gurus, don't if don't anybody call us a guru, okay? But all the so-called gurus out there that are hurting their own people because they can make money. The thing is, how does that make them any different than our opposition? Who are out there, you know...
0: Big pharmaceutical companies? Big so? pharmaceutical
1: companies whose main goal is to get people addicted to their drugs perpetually with central treatments. How are they any different? Yeah. All right,
2: let's
1: well, go on. Let's move on, yeah.
0: yeah. A lot of people in... Well, yeah, most of our community try and do, do everything right. They eat right. Um, I mean, they do what they can. They try and get some exercise. And some people still have skin issues. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that a lot of people miss is what they're washing their, and drying their clothes in. Mm-hmm. Um, the detergents that you wash your clothes in are a big issue because they don't wash out. You think, th- you think you think put them through the rinse cycle and they wash out they don't. It's not true. The scented ones are usually the worst, but I mean, they're they're all pretty bad when you get them from regular retailers.
1: I think the dryer sheets are actually worse than I, the detergents. Well,
0: ones. I don't think they wash out is part of the problem. I mean, you put them in as the are They're, drying, they're, they're so. meant
1: to be absorbed by the clothes, but the chemicals yeah. on the clothes. So, yeah, it's it's intentional by design.
0: Yeah. Well, we had an issue um a long time ago, but it was like we all started itching. Like for no for no reason.
1: Like, oh no, we got more gel don't we? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it was like that, I mean and we couldn't figure out why and we decided to go ahead and eventually we discovered to change our detergent to like we went to Whole Foods or something, mm-hmm. I don't remember what our brand is called. But mm-hmm. we went and we got this basically it's a citrus based detergent. Uh we started washing clothes in that. You do it a couple of times after, you know, the poisonous stuff just to make sure it's all washed out. Mm-hmm. And the itching problem went away.
1: Yeah. It's terrible. And we don't really have any evidence or research to back this up, which, which by the way, we normally like to have. But um, in our own personal experience, we've noticed that the black dyes are the worst for clothing. Black dyes are terrible. If you can avoid, like black socks, especially like these cheap black socks, which are usually made in China, of course, you know, try to stay away from them. If you see the dye coming off your onto your skin, like especially when the socks are new. Well, what that tells you is the dye is coming off onto your skin mm-hmm. and it's going to be absorbed. If it gets on your skin, your skin is going to drink it. It's just that simple and it's going to increase your overall toxicity and you're going to have skin problems with your feet or legs or whatever is in constant contact with these terrible black dyes.
0: Yeah. Well, this may seem a little off topic, but I don't think it is. There are people who live in areas which have hard water, Mm -hmm. and so they get these special chemicals, and they add it to their dishwasher. Now, the trouble is, this is added later on in the the later stages of washing your dishes, and it's actually on your dishes still, these these chemicals. Mm -hmm. Now, people have great success just using vinegar. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to use these super toxic
1: chemical things Mm -hmm. and cover your plates in them. You're so right. Watch out for those drying agents. And, of course, um, you know, if they get on your plates and dishes and cups and everything else in the dishwasher... What's going to happen? When you put a hot food on it, you're going to end up with these chemicals in your food. It'll happen with cold food, too, just not to the same degree, likely. You know, heat will yeah. draw the stuff off better.
0: There's a lot of people online who look up cures for different... Fungi, I think is the word. I think oh, there's Fungi? A fun... Yes. I don't think there's funguses, but anyway... Um, I like it. People look up cures for fungus.
1: Funguses, <laughs> uh, yeah. um,
0: whether that be you know um, dandruff or whether that be a toenail fungus or wherever it is, or, or so even skin issues. Mm-hmm. And a common thread on the internet with the internet experts is to use borax.
1: Well, I mean, don't if the gurus say it. I'll bet you Gary Noel would agree with that. I mean, this is especially oh, yeah. like, you
0: know, the, these little forum gurus uh, and stuff that you see probably, all over the place. Probably Mike
1: would agree, too, if you asked him.
0: Yeah, but borax mm-hmm. is, is is poisonous. Don't put it on your skin. It's like we spend so much time telling people, you know, use good soaps, use good detergents, mm-hmm. you know, and all this. And then people go and rub borax, borax on their skin. Borax
1: is used as an insecticide and is a known skin irritant.
0: Yeah, so well, I think t- it's like a teaspoon of it can kill a small child. I you... Mean,
1: you- shouldn't be rubbing it on your skin.
0: Uh, and especially, uh, there's some people who take it internally, Thomas. I'll take like, you know, an eighth of a teaspoon and add it to their water.
1: You know what would be perfect? If you were to mix that with some iodine <laughs> and some MMS, you would have the, the perfect health elixir. Yeah, if, you do, you? if
0: you do have fungus issues, the mm-hmm. chances are that you have a zinc deficiency. So supplement with zinc, not with borax. Because yeah. you do not have a borax deficiency, I can yeah. assure you.
1: Yeah, for people who have skin problems, it's a good idea to have zinc both internally and externally.
0: Yeah, like um, on the actual spot or wherever you yeah, where it's... Yeah, apply it topically. Yeah, but, but if you're taking zinc internally, I'll just add this on, don't take it on an empty stomach, because it, it really will upset your stomach.
1: It'll tear you to your heads. Yeah. <laughs> it's very painful when it kicks in if you've got an empty stomach.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, in case you don't believe me on this whole borax thing you think I'm crazy, it was actually banned as a food additive in the U.S. because it's so toxic, in any amount. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I'll drop it, I guess. Sure, sir. Did you know that this year they're having the same flu vaccine that they had um, the year before? Really? It's apparently the first time they've done that in like 40 years. But
1: I thought it was the one from two years before. Was it the year before or the two years before?
0: 2009.
1: That would be like two years before, Sarah. Oh. Which would mean that this isn't a normal flu vaccine. This is the swine flu vaccine.
0: Yeah, because they were mixing them together back then. Mm-hmm. And,
1: yeah, that, that means this year's vaccine is the, slu- vac- the swine flu vaccine. And since there is no swine flu epidemic, then the only reason to inject people with it is if you're trying to cause a swine flu epidemic again.
0: If you haven't seen it, we've actually got the patent for swine flu on our site.
1: And and here's the kicker. It was St. Jude's Children's Hospital that helped develop the modern version of the swine flu. They're in on the patent, just like the Secretary of Agriculture for the U.S. government. You know, some of you guys are out there saying, whoa, you know, you're crazy, (laughs) or whatever. No, no, it's actually registered at the U.S. Patent Office that St. Jude's Children's Hospital, the Secretary of Agriculture, and several other groups got together and genetically engineered the swine flu.
0: Yeah, that's right, that says genetically engineered swine flu.
1: That's one of the reasons why they had the swine flu vaccine prior to the swine flu outbreak. How is it you can have a vaccine before the disease?
0: Remember, they had that like as soon as it was released, and then all of a sudden they like backtracked and said, "Uh, we're working on producing one.
1: (laughs) We're working on producing (laughs) one? Yeah. They just happened to have a a warehouse full of it, but Mm -hmm. but they were were working on it, weren't they? They
0: were,
1: yeah. Um, Yeah, we we documented all that. Um, We actually archived the patent in case it, well, disappears offline.
0: Yes, yeah, like yeah. some things happen to do... Like the FDA documents, when we link yeah. to those, they it's, just it's disappear. Like,
1: it's like whenever we cover one of these hard-hitting topics like this with these, you know, damning documents, the documents tend to disappear after we report on it. Coincidentally. Coincidentally, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, um, you know, word to the wise out there, you have extra reason not to be vaccinated for the flu because... One, you're getting vaccinated for last year's flu, which is already mutated, which means it's no vaccination at all, because this year's flu is different. You're not going to be immunized against it. And two, odds are you're going to be vaccinated for the swine flu, which you're not at risk for unless, of course, you get the vaccination for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. Everybody who died from the swine flu w- were people who got the swine flu vaccine. Yeah. And the same thing happened back in the 70s. Yeah.
0: Well, they-, they had
1: a vaccine at exactly the same time they Virus appeared spontaneously in the wild.
0: Like that was causing Guillain-Barré syndrome all over the place.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got called about that too. Um, yes. Remember, um, somebody knew someone who got vaccinated, ended up permanently paralyzed from it. Flu shot, yeah. And and here's what really made us angry. After the doctors did this to this person, they blamed it on the fact that she took vitamins.
0: Yeah, she started like she was injected, and then like um mm-hmm. within minutes she started feeling. Uh, sick and dizzy, and they basically told her to go home. She should be fine.
1: Took a bath and started having hallucinations.
0: Yeah, just like seeing green water and all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like swamp thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, she ended up yeah paralyzed from like the waist down. and It was like, well, you take care of those vitamins.
1: Well, she quit the vitamins, and and yet the paralysis didn't go away. About that. So, um, and you know, the sad thing is, is she's still listening to him. She's avoiding vitamins and and living in a wheelchair.
0: Taking more drugs or something. Yeah. Or
1: something. The, the guy who contacted us about her wanted us to see what we could do. Yeah. And I wanted to do something, but she never got back to us, probably because, she, you know, they're telling her not to listen to us because, you know, after all, we might recommend a vitamin or something.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the problem is we get a lot of um, calls from people who know other people who are injured or they're sick or, uh, and they want us to help, but the problem is that we can't help somebody who doesn't want our help as, as much mm-hmm. as we'd like to. And There's probably a reason that they're the ones that's sick, and not you that's contacting us, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's
1: like they haven't hurt yet enough to learn to learn anything okay. they haven't been through enough pain, yeah. when a person has hurt enough and have been through enough pain, then that they're willing to listen to options, yeah. but um sad, very sad,
0: yeah, if there are any vegetarians out there who insist on using soy because there are no other protein so- sources, then at least switch to using hemp. Um, hemp is a great source of protein. Now, mm-hmm. it won't give you the stuff that you'll find in meat that you need. Don't get me wrong, it's not, a, it's not a substitute for meat, but it is a substitute for soy. It contains, I think, every amino acid, and it's the only food that does that. Well,
1: every, every amino acid that's been identified, right? Yes. The, the human body needs.
0: Now, don't take hemp, or use hemp, I should say. That's not a drug. Um, <laughs> if you have the herpes virus, and that includes both the one that everybody knows about, and derivatives, which include chicken pox and shingles, and Bell's palsy.
1: Yeah, they're all related to herpes. Yeah, they're, they're all like, part of the same family. They're twins, basically, yeah. twin viruses. And they all sort of just stay in the body, don't they?
0: Yeah, they, they just live dormant. Don't take it then, because it contains really high levels of arginine, which will worsen your outbreak, whatever the condition mm-hmm.
1: is. But, but, it, but Sarah, um if you're if you have dormant herpes and you're like, "What is it past thirty forty I can't remember, mm-hmm. and you're male, you need arginine yeah um it, that's mainly for males isn't it
0: um no no it's
1: females too, yeah, again, we're trying to keep this family friendly, but if you're like after forty and you have what are called e d problems and you probably know what I mean for all the commercials that have been about e d um arginine is one of the things you need to fix that. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's important for the body. The body produces it. But after a certain age, the body stops producing it. So it's almost like an anti-aging supplement. Yeah. And um, I personally take it every day because I'm I'm a lot older than I look and let on to people.
0: Yeah, well, hemp is good for everybody, by the way. It's not just people who are trying to avoid soy. Hemp is... Very, very healthy, very good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: also all kinds of digestive problems, too. Y-
0: yeah, well, I mean, the hemp is also essentially... Um, Fiber? Uh, I was going to say cannabis, actually.
1: Oh, okay. Um, cannabis without the narcotic.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, And mm-hmm. the amount of benefits from the plant is just...
1: Well, That's uh, marijuana for you, those of you who don't recognize cannabis. Yeah. It's, uh, so hemp is marijuana without the narcotic. Essentially. Mm-hmm. I've got a short story and some anecdotes to tell people. It might be useful. Every once in a while, we stray off of, you know, regular health issues into pet health issues. Let's let's face it, lots of people have pets, and they have needs, too. Of course, the information is is harder to find. We had a couple of dogs here, living here at the house, a couple of pets. One was a cute little, I don't know what it was, but he was cute.
0: Football. (laughs) a furball,
1: and we had a really big uh, German Shepherd Mixed Dog. Of course, the German Shepherd Mixed Dog looked much bigger, much more intimidating. Well, the cute little furball doggy that we had went up the street somewhere and attracted the attention of a pit bull. And let me just say, pit bulls are monsters. There's just no no other way to describe it. They are monsters. They should be put down, their entire breed, should be eliminated. It should be illegal to own one. Because one of their favorite activities, even the most tame pit bull out there, will want to, or be tempted to, attack a child. Especially a strange child they've never seen. That's what they do. If you go through the news stories, it's just story after story all over the country of one child either getting his face ripped off, his arm ripped off, or or killed. Yeah. For no reason. They're usually killed. Okay. They're, they just are monsters. Well, our cute little mixed-breed dog... Went up the road, got the attention of this big pit bull, and was chased down to our house. And the little the little mutt ran behind our big German shepherd dog for protection. And the big German shepherd did come to its aid to try to fight the pit bull. Let me let me just tell you how bad pit bulls are. This is something you probably don't know. A pit bull doesn't attack the way a normal dog attacks, especially if it's attacking. Another dog. If a pit bull is attacking another dog, it will clamp on to one of its rear legs at the joint, and will squeeze until it has popped and broken the bone and/or joint. It does that to cripple and paralyze the dog because without its back leg, dog is like helpless. It's helpless and in great agony. it, It will practically go into shock at that point. Now, what it'll do after it's crippled the dog, made it impossible for the dog to run, move, or fight back, then the pit bull will clamp around the dog's neck, crush its throat, or rip its throat out. Okay? Yeah, if you're cringing, you ought to be. Okay? These are not normal dogs. These are evil dogs. And I have little respect for anybody that owns one, particularly anyone who owns one and has children around. Anyway. This happened. The pit bull grabbed onto the hind leg of our dog and began clamping down to try to crush that joint. And we heard it inside our house. And so I went running outside with my shotgun. I heard the squealing. You know, it was kind of obvious it was a dog attack or something going on from the squealing and barking. So I went out with my shotgun, and I shot this dog. And, and guess what happened? It just let go for a minute, looked at me like, what are you going to do, and grabbed the dog again. So at that point, you know, I got kind of angry, and I said, okay, it's on now. Yeah, it's on. And so I began popping and firing, you know, it was like something out of Rambo, okay. As you might guess, the dog died. It was Swiss cheese by the time I was done with it. Our poor German Shepherd dog seemed to be all right. It had a couple of bark teeth marks, but it, it looked and seemed like the dog was going to be fine. because
0: Like we made it in time.
1: Yeah, like we'd made it in time because it was up and running about. It had lots of adrenaline. And the dog seemed fine for, you know, weeks, maybe months, months afterwards. Months, yeah. And then the weather started cooling off, and suddenly the dog started limping. And it was like, as the year progressed and the weather got colder, you know, every day, the problem with pain and limping obviously became a lot worse. It looks like the dog's leg is frozen at this... Well, it, it got to where it looked like the dog's leg was frozen in place like kind with a like peop- mortis. Kind of
0: like with people with arthritis when, you know, they go out into the cold and it actually gets worse. It's start mm-hmm. more pain.
1: It, it looked like the, the joint was completely frozen up. And so we had this dog that has been hop- had been walking around for weeks on three legs. It was terrible. And we started wondering about whether we should put the dog down. You know, for her own good, just to be humane. Because she's an outdoor dog, it's getting colder, she's having more and more problems. She's getting up in age, too. After a lot of thought, and checking around with some of our buddies, we came up with sort of a plan, and it's, it's so simple, it's ridiculous. In fact, it's so simple, most of you will believe, not, not believe it would work. But it did, and with your own pets, this could help you. Normally, what we feed this dog is dry dog food. The best food we can find was dry. You know, it's supposed to be better for the teeth and everything else. It contained more nutrition than wet food. So we, we stuck with that. And over time, our problem's gotten worse. But we realized something. Dry dog food doesn't contain any fat. Because you can't
0: dehydrate fat.
1: You can't di- dehydrate fat. Fat is not based on water. Fat is based on oils. Yeah. Every fat is a type of oil.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there can't be. There is none. That's why it's so healthy. It's like the gurus out there, like like these these people who are saying, eat tofu and eat soy, but avoid fats. That's what's killing people. Yeah. It's these healthy fats like you get from the Budwood regimen and so forth that cure all these cancers that all these gurus cause. Yep. Who are are out prostate? Anyway, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Okay. The important thing here is that in dry dog food, there's practically no fat because you can't dehydrate fat. If it did have fat, it couldn't possibly be dried dog food. At best, it would be oily dog food, okay, but but it wouldn't be dry. Yeah. So what do you do? You turn to the wet, dry food. They don't put the fat in the dry dog food because they can't. In the wet, they can. So what they do is they put much more fat in the wet food because fat's cheap. It's the waste products from all these other companies producing, you know, chicken this and steak this or whatever, the fat is left over. It's like free almost. And so they, they put as much fat as they can in the wet food. So we started feeding the dog wet food to get her some fats. Cause I, I mean, look, it's a joint problem. Yeah. That's what she's going to need is some healthy fats to rebuild that cartilage and, you know, whatever else is in there to cushion her joint. We couldn't believe it, but it actually worked.
0: Well, hey, it happened, like, right away. It was, like, the same, little the next day after we started doing that, we started to see improvements.
1: Yeah, it's like, she, on the warm days, we hear her barking at stuff constantly. We we just, like, we want to shoot her, too, at times. Okay, she's always up barking at one thing or another out there. I know the neighbors are annoyed. But on the cold days, she's just laying on her blanket, not moving. I mean, she's, like, in so much pain, she just won't even try to get up. Well, we gave her the wet food, and then suddenly she's up again on the cold days. Barking. Some days, walking on all four legs like like nothing ever happened, and barking. So uh, it's not a perfect cure yet. She's not completely back to normal, but the results are dramatic. And so if you have a pet with joint problems, you may want to switch over to some wet food. Well, hey, I think any, any
0: pretty much any animal you should like get at least mix. you know, yeah, dry and wet food. Yeah, give so. them some
1: wet periodically, at least mm-hmm. once a day or every other day. Yeah. Because they need the fats. I mean, we need fats, healthy fats. That is, you know. Yeah. Not these. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going there. Yeah. I'm not going there. Well, Sarah, I think we're we're going to go ahead and wrap up then. All um, right. I'm happy, aren't you?
0: Yeah, I think it's been a good show.
1: Okay. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening in.
0: Yeah. Be sure to check us out. Uh, the website address. I know we only mentioned it once. Is health w y z e dot
1: healthwise.org with Y spelled W-Y-Z-E. Look us up. Check us out. We're easy to contact. Feel free to contact us. And we hope you found this, you know, be a good show. By the way, if you're, um, before we head out, I also want to mention that we are offering network services. Anyone out there wants internet hosting, network services, what have you? We're very good at that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, we can help you out. Call us up. We can work something out for you probably. Yeah. And um, we're also thinking about going on the regular radio. I mean, we've, we've done this thing for a while, you know, on the Internet, mm-hmm. audio shows, which seem to be very popular, very well-liked, lots of comments we get. But um, I, I'm thinking we should probably go for a larger reach. We really should, and do these shows more regularly.
0: Yeah, like maybe once a week or on so? On a
1: regular radio station. We're looking around again, we've had a few issues. we don't play well with others always <laughs> um again, because we have a low tolerance for b s and dishonesty, and you know you, it's hard it's hard to network with people nowadays if you have a low tolerance for b s and dishonesty yeah it, it really is Unfortunately. sad we live in horrible times, but we're going to plug along and do the best we can, and hopefully we'll find some good people to work with out there, yeah, yeah I'm um, I'm signing out, Sarah.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Okay, toodaloo.